When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, an outside rush, and Mahomes throws it late. Passes complete to the 45 to Blake Bell. And now Mahomes is hurt. Mahomes is hurt. He's holding his right knee. He got hit hard on this play. And Mahomes, is he wanting to come out? He's a tough kid. And so he wanted to be in there. He wanted to be competing. You got to make sure he's OK, physically OK. I ran back there, got the x-ray, and was able to finish the game. Got a lot of adrenaline going right now, so we'll see how it feels. Try to do whatever I can to be close to 100% uh, by next week. His brain is what he's dealing with. Patrick Mahomes has been adamant, as you saw there. He's going to play in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals on Sunday. Welcome to NFL Live. What Mark Spears, Dan Orlovsky, Sean Johnson here. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, Mahomes practice today and he spoke to the media so that's where we begin. It's doing good you know I've had a few days of treatment a few days of rehab uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at but uh, it's feeling good so far. Yeah, I was able to do some extra testing just to make sure everything was good uh, not after the game and then get a few things done uh, to help the treatment kind of start off and then the next few days has just kind of been I mean all day thing where you're just doing either treatment or rehab or watching film. It's a full day thing where you're trying to make sure that you're obviously prepared for the Bengals and the great football team uh, mentally and physically. Michelle Steele is in Kansas City ahead of this weekend's game. Michelle what else did you learn today? Laura, here's what we know about the most closely watched ankle in the National Football League. We do know that Patrick Mahomes participated in Wednesday morning's walkthrough. We also know that we saw him at the press conference without a noticeable limp and without the use of a walking boot. This is just days removed from being diagnosed with that high ankle sprain. Now, another positive sign, we just saw him out at practice. It was an indoor practice for the Chiefs today. He continues to be heavily taped on that ankle, but the most interesting part for me, at one point his teammates were doing hops on the field. He did less than everyone else, but he did break into a light jog at the very end of that. You know, he wasn't pushing off on anything. It was a very light jog, but the fact that we saw him at practice this early in the week, that's a good sign for Patrick Mahomes. You know, Andy Reid told me that Mahomes wants to do everything at practice, and it might be Andy Reid who's the person who has to pull him back a little bit. Clearly, the Chiefs have a quarterback on their hands who is pushing to do as much as he can. But this is a high-stakes balancing act, right? They need to make sure he is also not aggravating that injury before their most important game of this season. Laura. Yeah, Michelle, we saw him doing a lot of the campaigning to stay in the game on the sideline, too, even right after the injury had happened. And by the way, great camera work by you, getting that video of him kind of hopping off the podium yeah, there totally. today. Yeah, oh, you nailed yeah. it. All right, so this will not be the first time that Patrick Mahomes has had to play with an ankle injury since entering the NFL. In week one of the 2019 season, Mahomes also suffered an ankle sprain. That didn't stop him from performing the following week against the Raiders in week two that season. Mahomes posted a 95 QBR, <laughs> throwing for 443 yards and four touchdowns. He also got the ball out fairly quickly, averaging just under 2.6 seconds per attempt. But 
One caveat is it's important to note that that was his left ankle, not the right ankle, which is what he's dealing with now. So, Dan, as a quarterback, how much does an injured right ankle affect you? I think for mortals, it would have a little bit more impact <laughs> than it is going to be for Patrick Mahomes. I don't really have a massive concern with him in the pocket, maybe putting the right foot down the ball can sail. But again, Patrick's not a human being. I think the big question is the difference between the left and the right is Patrick is notorious for getting in and out of the pocket, right? Is he going to be able to have one of those movement, power, flexible ankles, so to speak, that allow him to get that sudden move yep. out of the pocket? This is from last week. This is before the injury. Watch when he gets right about to the 25-yard line. That right foot plants mm. in the ground, and that allows that sudden movement against those defensive tackles. Throwing the ball, I think he'll be fine, but the question will be, can he move like that the way he wants? Mm. Yeah, look, and, and I know that video got a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans excited, but the <laughs> slight jog, I, this was the first major injury I had. Going straight ahead, you can fool people. Okay. It's mm. to what you yeah. point at when you have to make lateral movements like he does in the pocket. The other thing I wanted to ask you, though, Dio, because I don't have much on his ankle is, right. does his arm strength now yep. come into play? Because you talk about body mechanics oh, for sure. and throwing from the ground up. Absolutely. His, the, the arm angle that he throws from and the arm strength will allow him to be the basic passer that he has been for gotcha. his career. Also, Marcus, you notice he's not a technician. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. not the guy that mechanically is always in the same. He can throw from anywhere at any time. Right. So. His need for his feet to be perfect uh, is so much less than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, you know, Key, along those lines, the baseball background probably plays in here a little bit too, right? It, it does. If you if you look at his entire career, going all the way back to Texas Tech, he, much like Dan just said, he is not that, I'm going to stand in the pocket and hit my back foot and let it rip. He's not that guy. He's a guy that moves around, decides that he's going to deliver the football from all different angles. So it's not – I got to slide in the pocket. That's not really the issue that I worry about him delivering the football. I worry more about somebody falling on the ankle, mm -hmm. grabbing the ankle, putting pressure on it to a degree where it you get that hurt. You know what I'm saying, Dan yep. and Swagoo? Yeah. That, yep. that hurt that was there once before it went away, now it's back again because you've gotten a hit directly on whatever the sore area is. But as far as baseball goes, it makes him a much better quarterback because he can throw from all sorts of different angles. We look at him sometimes when he does things, and we're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But that's in his mind in baseball. Kyler Murray has the same thing. Justin Fields has the same thing where they could just do stuff with the football that a normal quarterback like a Dan couldn't do. Hmm. Wow. And we didn't know Country Club Key was going to get in there. We got a little shot in on Dan. We sure do know what you're talking there about. There we go. Up, 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 up. The thing is, your outfit matches the voice better than Key's does. So if you're scheming up a game plan, though, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> For Mahomes, what types of yeah. plays, Dan, would you lean into for that Bengals defense? The Chiefs offense really is built for this, and it's because of the change that they made. I want to point out the bunch four strong. I've talked about their bunch this year, but the four strong formation. What do I mean by that is you see four surface people level their wise. Now, they go very basic with this stuff. What they're going to do is a little bit of a bubble screen and a handoff. They'll take lead blocker, lead blocker, and they can kick out a bubble there, and then they get their weak zone. Now, Patrick's just reading, basically, the surface level of the defense. Look how many people for the Jaguars are running that way. Patrick's like, you got one, two, three, four running that way. I also have a backside backer that's playing hesitation football. 
football. Great, hand the ball off to Pacheco. Five or six yards. That's all they want out of that formation is five or six yards on their four strong. They'll get to it again, this time with just an extended receiver up top. There's that four strong. Now, Kadarius Tony, they'll put him at that one-on-one. -on -one. Hey, you could run a multitude of routes. They say he's their best receiver. This time, it's just going to be a go route. Patrick's like, all right, I'm just going to read the coverage. You're going to watch him in the pocket. There's not a ton of sudden movement here. He's just reading the defense. He wants to go throw that one-on-one -on -one route. This safety hangs, and the corner's up top. Not going to throw it there. He's just, just going to throw it over the ball pass to his tight end, who's the number one player at the position in the NFL. Again, he's not moving. That's after the injury. There's a four-strong formation again. Now I'm going to give you that same look. Here's that four-strong bunch formation. Four people to the surface level. You're going to see that very similar play. We're going to get the tailback that's going to come across like that in the run. And now you're going to go lead block, lead block. Let's go kick out a bubble to Kadarius Tony. Patrick, this time is going to go, well, last time you had four guys running that way. This time you only had three guys running that way. And this backer has stepped to the run. Kick it out there to Kadarius Tony. Let's go get six or seven yards. There's three plays out of that four strong formation that one of the, if not the most methodical offenses in the NFL. Pat, he doesn't move. Sends his hand off one time, one time peek to the right over the ball, and the next time kick a bubble out. Now, that's not because of the ankle. They've been that offense in that four strong bunch so much this yeah. year. It just so happens that that formation and grouping is going to help Patrick if the ankle is an issue. You know, MK, the other day when we were on Sports Center, and it's something that we talked about as well with the transition of this offense being different than the explosivity that he had with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And talk, she talked about it being more suited to handle this Cincinnati Bengals defense. But I want to take it to where y'all know I like to go in the playoffs, especially when I talk about Patrick legs being such a paramount thing with the success of this offense, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Listen, man, this offensive line, first of all, is fourth in the league in a run, run block win rate. And Pacheco's speed and ability forces defenses to always think run when any of those ball fakes or anytime you see these swing passes happen in the football game. The difficult part about the Kansas City Chiefs this year more than anything, I think is this element. One, the willingness for Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy to run the football, capable but explosive. Like, okay. he's a home run hitter. We saw him get out on the corner and you saw that type of speed. He's a physical runner in between tackles and they're not afraid to lean on this offensive line and Isaiah Pacheco when when the game needs to be run right. that way. We saw it against Jacksonville. When, when, when they were getting late into that game, they made a concerted effort to say, hey, we are going to bleed some of this clock. That's not in the vein of what we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't forget, when they played, I don't know how many weeks ago, we were all impressed that they actually did consistently Absolutely. stay with the run. Yep. The question is, will they do it fourth quarter, down five, yep in the playoff game. And that's what cost them last year against Cincy. 100%. Just Second unwillingness half. to Couldn't do, do it. it. Yep. You know, Isaiah Pacheco is a great story, too. When we visited with the Chiefs in Week 18, they talked about they had actually had to teach him some patience because he wanted to just yeah. burst out so fast. But he's it. ready to go. He's wound up and really could be a key part of this run for the Chiefs. All right, so still to come on NFL Live. Stay with us here. South Powell joining us live from Philly to tell us how the Eagles offense is preparing for a dominant 49ers defense coming to town this weekend. Don't miss a live report from South Powell next. Plus, the 2023 NFL Draft now just a few months away. Mel Kuyper Jr. joins us to talk about his predictions on where the biggest stars in college football will land. We'll talk about maybe your team getting a quarterback. NFL Live is brought to you by the new Hulu original docu-series the 1619 Project. 
premiering tomorrow, January 26th, streaming only on Hulu. We going up like what? We going up like what? We going up like what? What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The reimagined Pro Bowl games coming your way Thursday, February 2nd at 7 Eastern with the first five events of the skills competition highlighted by another epic dodgeball game. We'll be on the call for that. Don't miss it. And Do- then the final dip or dodge. What did you say? Uh, I've been the there. Four that was a long time ago Sunday, in the galaxy February far, far away. 5th on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Plus, and Disney XD. It was Disney there. Star Wars entered the chat. It all culminates with three seven-on-seven flag football games coached by Peyton and Eli Manning. Let's talk NFC Championship game. Eagles versus 49ers. And Jalen Hurts coming off another monster performance. We wondered about the health of his shoulder. And he looked just fine. Three total touchdowns against the Giants. 49ers defense, even the way the San Francisco offense likes to chew up clock with time of possession is a different story, though, of course. Sal Palantonio in Philly today covering the Eagles. A little rainy there, Sal. I want to pull back the curtains, though, for a second. Part of the process of working with our reporters in the field is getting specific questions from their producers to get us the best topic of the day, right? So I was fascinated by this one from your producer, Tony. So, Sal, what is the mystery surrounding A.J. Brown? Well, that's the big question. What is the mystery surrounding A.J. Brown, Laura? So he spoke to reporters today. And if you remember the Giants game, about five minutes left, he was on the sideline. He was on the Fox broadcast. And he was looking pretty upset. And he was talking to Nick Sirianni. And we didn't know what it was all about. And after the game, Nick Sirianni was asked, what's going on with A.J. Brown? He only had six targets, three catches for 22 yards in a game that was a blowout. So he played very little role in that. And uh, Nick Sirianni said, quote, there was something going on with his body. Well, today, neither the coach nor the player really wanted to talk about that. And we just literally 
moments ago, five minutes ago, got the injury practice report. A.J. Brown is not on it. No designation of injury, no designation mm. of practice status whatsoever. And that's a projection, right, Laura, because they did not have practice. But if, he, if they did have practice today, he would have no restrictions and no injury report for him at all. So it remains a mystery. Tomorrow, they will have practice, and we will see as to whether A.J. Brown is a full participant and whether he is happy. When he talked to reporters, he said, I'm not a diva. I don't cause commotion on the sideline. If I have an issue, I talk to the coach or I talk to the quarterback. I've got no problem. And after all the reporters left, I went up to A.J. Brown and I asked him, are you good? And he said, yes, I'm good. I'm good to go for Sunday. I've had some experience with divas, you know, or yeah, got one over there. And they, hint, hint. He knows who I'm talking about. You better leave me alone, Sal. I knew where you, I knew where you were going with it when you teed it up the way you did. I said he's getting ready to take a shot at me. Hey, Key, at least you know you're a no diva. No shot. All love, all love, Key. Oh, all absolutely. Love, Key. Absolutely. Through, we've been through it together. We've been through oh, it yeah. together. Yes, sir. What, what, what I would say about your report there, though, it would be hard for me to think that a guy is in a position to win a championship and been such a model citizen for the Philadelphia Eagles all of a sudden isn't happy mm. because he only got six, tar six targets. So something, you know, something maybe was going you. on with his body. Something there, right? I, I agree sure. with you, hundred percent. I, I've, I've known him all year long, and totally on the same page with his quarterback, coaching staff. I don't think there's any issue whatsoever with the young man at all. Zero. Interesting stuff there, Sal. We're going to change your name to P.I. Sal Palantonio. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for the latest <laughs> from Philadelphia. Time to read and react to these championship games. We start right there in Philly. Uh, one thing to keep an eye on Sunday, Jalen Hurts throwing the deep ball. This season, Hurts ranks third in QBR and has thrown a league-high 12 touchdowns on passes 20-plus yards downfield. That's also been an area of weakness for the 49ers, who rank 27th in opponent QBR on deep throws. So, Keith, do you expect Hurts to take advantage of San Fran downfield Sunday. I certainly do, Laura, to take advantage of it, at least try and take advantage of it because that's the weak spot in all of the San Francisco 49ers defense. If you think about it, they have given up deep balls at times throughout this season. So if there's one spot that you look for in Sunday's game, if you're Jalen Hurts, put the football in the receiver's hands, especially guys like Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. To the AFC next, where Joe Burrow is set for a rematch with the Chiefs for a spot in the Super Bowl. Burrow spoke to the media earlier today. Yeah, that's, I mean, I have so much faith in what we do here as an entire, you know, that's what I love about this place is it's not, you know, the coaches have their process, we have our process, and, you know, we just do what they say. It's a collaborative effort. You know, we're always talking and thinking about new ways we can attack a defense, uh, get better throughout the week of practice, out of route here, out of play here. And that's that's why I think we're so good. The number one challenge for the Chiefs defense this week, stop the triplets in the trips formation. What does that look like? Trips formation is three receivers to one side of the field. Now everything starts with Jamar Chase. The difference last year this year is they move him around. This time he's in the number three spot. You play too high safety, that ball is going to get worked to Jamar in a two-man game between him and that slot receiver inside out. 
Again, trips formation to the bottom of the screen. This time, Jamar is the single receiver soloed by inside. They could throw it to him one-on-one -on -one if they want. If not, Joe's going to see it, work to that two-man game on that trip side, inside out. Two weeks ago against Baltimore, trips formation up top. Jamar by himself. This time, the defense is going to play match man coverage instead of that two-high shell, and Joe's going to go, okay, great, I'm going to throw the stop route. But it's not just the stop route. Joe can throw the stop, he can throw the go, he can throw the back shoulder, and the slant. The simplicity of that trips formation always starts and ends with Jamar Chase, and they're phenomenal in it. Next up, Cincinnati, who could have their hands full with Patrick Mahomes, even with the Chiefs quarterback battling a high ankle sprain. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor was asked about facing Mahomes today. He's a great player. Um, he always gives teams a, a real headache to go against, run and pass. You can tell how smart of a player he is. I don't know, I've never met him, but, but you can just tell his style of play is he's a very intelligent player. And, and so, again, he's a real challenge to go against. In their three matchups since 2021, Patrick Mahomes has shredded the Bengals' blitz, but has been relatively contained when they don't send extra pass rushers. In particular, Cincinnati has had significant success rushing only three players and dropping eight into coverage, holding him to just a QBR of 12 while sacking him at a higher rate. So it might be onto something there. Marcus, how would you attack Mahomes if you're that Bengals D? Yeah, as we mentioned, alluded to, this is a different offense, though, and I don't think he'll be searching for those explosive plays throughout the duration of the game, but you have to pressure him. Listen, we all know that he's dealing with an ankle injury, and we know that you want to get Patrick Mahomes off of his spot in order to try to make him make some of those explosive plays, those uncharacteristic things that we've grown to love him for. So Mike Hilton is one of the better rushers out of the secondary in the NFL. Yep. They use him in that position. I would absolutely use him to see if we can move Pat laterally and mm. try to get him to throw into some harm's way. And Mike Hilton took over the game last week, too, sure so he's ready to go. Sure All right, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes' injury. There's more on that coming your way in just a okay. moment. Stay tuned. Adam Schefter joining the show. The latest on the quarterback's high ankle sprain and how healthy he actually is. Shefty coming up next. Oh, what up, right Shefty? Back. Show me this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mel Kiper Jr.'s Mock Draft 1.0 hit ESPN Plus today. People are already buzzing. Let's get Mel in here for just a little. We start with the top three picks. Mel, how'd you play it out? 
You know, that's a tough one at the top. When you think about Chicago Bears, Lord, do they trade out? Do they just make a pick? And they're going to have offers possibly for the quarterback that somebody wants. But Jalen Carter, if you're stuck at one, you take the defensive tackle for Georgia. He had the injuries he had to battle back from in September. He comes back in October and he's wreaking havoc. Keep in mind, as a, as a, uh, in 2021, as an underclassman, he's the best defensive player on that talent-laden defense. You think about where he is right now, he's either number one or number two, has to be on most boards. And then you think about the number two, who pick, and that's where you could impact here another situation where you say, okay, does Houston stay at two and take a quarterback or try to move up to one to get the quarterback they deem the best? C.J. Stroud, to me, the consistency last year and this year, the accuracy thrown to football at all levels, and then that Georgia game, which showed how he can move around and make good decisions and good throws on the move. Think about Will Anderson Jr. Why is he still on the board? When we thought he'd be the number one pick guaranteed back in August, he wasn't as dominant this year as he was in 2020. 21. Uh, you think about a guy who's not as explosive, doesn't have the bend of a Von Miller or a Miles Garrett, but he's a heck of a player. He'll get you, I think, 8 to 10, maybe as many as 10 to 12 sacks a year. I don't think he'll be the 18 to 20 sack a year guy, but he's certainly more than good enough. He'll play the run. He'll give you everything he has week in and week out. I love it. Here is a full look at Mel Kiper Jr.'s Mock Draft 1.0. And ESPN senior analyst has four quarterbacks coming off the board, the top nine picks. You see that there. That's never happened in the common draft era. Only once have four QBs been selected in the top ten. So after Stroud to Houston, you see it's Bryce Young to the Colts, Will Levis to the Seahawks, and Anthony Richardson to the Panthers. It is time for our first round of Ask Mel in 2023. We're taking it easy on them, We're too. so excited about We're this. So let's you. kick it off. Dan, you get to go first. Ding, Everyone ding. gets a question. Ding, Dan ding. First. Fight time. Mel, what did the Georgia game do for C.J. Stroud's stock? Dan, it did a lot because this was the first time we saw him deal with adversity. It wasn't just pitch and catch against Georgia. Again, they were six and a half point underdog. Same there, on the move, making an accurate throw down the field. That's what you saw that he's capable of that you didn't see during his career at Ohio State on a game-to-game -game basis. We know about his accuracy. We know about the ability to do the job to all levels, throwing the football. Here, though, against adversity, against the rush, against guys in his face, he was making accurate strikes. To me, that put him in the mix to be the QB1 for a lot of people. Yeah, I love that. I would say that in structure, he's the best passing quarterback in this draft in my eyes when it comes to just playing from the pocket as a passer. But to your point, the creativity in that Georgia game has to catch the attention of NFL scouts. I love that. Yeah, what we saw him do that day, especially against that defense, my goodness. All right, Key, your turn. Mel, when I look at your ranking for quarterbacks, you have Will Levis mm -hmm. at number one at the quarterback, but not in the mock draft. And when I looked at him throughout last year and this year, I walk away from it saying, okay, that's Blake Bortles to me. You feel different about it. Why? Because I saw him in 2021 play so well. 10-3 and three record he led them to. He had help from his O-line. Wondell Robinson was there, and he was making throws to any point on the field, snapping it off from his ear, running with the football, running for over 100 yards against that LSU defense, was outstanding against that Georgia defense, completed the high percentage of passes against that talent-laden Bulldog squad. The way he fought back from injury and played through injuries, significant injuries this year, when a lot of guys would have been watching from the sidelines, he was out there competing. Uh, obviously, the turnovers he needs to cut down one, but I think the, the, the skill set is there, the attitude is there, the want to is there for Will Levis to be a franchise quarterback. Uh, real real quick, one, Mel's nailed his quarterbacks lately in these recent years. Yeah. That, that's the first thing. Second thing, real quick, Mel, does the Will Levis evaluation remind you a little bit of the Josh Allen evaluation coming out of hmm. Wyoming? 
I hate comps, Dano. I hate comps. <laughs> but, yeah, and that's going to set the bar really high to say Josh Allen. You know, I felt about him coming out. <laughs> I'm not to that level, but I'm close enough to put him at QB1. And thanks for not bringing up Jimmy Clausen, Dano. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, there we go. Yeah, no, we, we try to keep it positive here. Uh, let's continue on with the quarterbacks because I think Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson may end up being one of the most interesting prospects in this draft. Mel, you've been very candid about the fact that you think he shouldn't play right away. You have him go into the Panthers, but what is the outlook? look on Richardson skill set the talents there that Utah game you look like the number one pick overall <laughs> I mean, he's doing everything he ran for three touchdowns ran for over 100 yards they were an underdog in the game he led them single-handedly to a victory 70% completion percentage in that game no interceptions next week against Kentucky he's at 40% couple interceptions and six carries for four yards they frustrated him they contained him they shut him down some games he's missing layups easy throws so the accuracy is not there but the talent is in abundance he's big he's got a rocket arm he can run like anybody who wants to be one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in terms of running once his passing improves he's the ultimate developmental quarterback I think he goes still in the top 10 to 15 I have him to Carolina right now I, I call it that Utah game I think this young man's an absolute superstar in the right place making wise also I don't think he's played real football at the college level Mel like and that's not a knock on any of the coaching but like that's so, the college system that he ran at Florida in those two years, like it was a little bit of, hey, go run around and make a play type of stuff more than really learning defenses and fronts and skiing. He gets to sit for two years. He is an absolute rock star talent-wise. Florida was without a lot of weapons, too. I mean, imagine putting him in some sort of offense with even just a couple more players to help him out. Uh, Marcus, your turn. Let, well, you want to well, ask something not about a quarterback? quarterback well, on. you would ask about a Florida player. I, he's and, the and, most and, interesting player. And, and y'all, we would have a damn segment for 10 minutes about quarterback. <laughs> Mel gonna spend the next five thousand hours Marcus, talking about ask quarterbacks about in the draft. Do with the run okay, game. let me ask you this, Mel. Jalen Carter, I like the player. How did he supersede Will Anderson? Mm. Mel, last year and coming into this year, it was no question that Will Anderson would be that guy on the defensive side with production and his ability to come off the edge. When did this transition take place of Jalen jumping him? Yeah, I think it was just the fact that Will Anderson Jr. didn't have the dominant year marks that he did in 2021, and you didn't see the bend. Then you really put him under the microscope, and you don't see when you're saying Miles Garrett, Von Miller, Nick Bosa. You didn't see that. Joey mm -hmm. Bosa, you didn't see that. You saw a guy who's going to be solid, maybe not spectacular. Maybe he still can be, because nobody wants it more than Will Anderson Jr. So you root for the kid. He's a great kid. Is 8 to 10, 12 sacks a year going to get it done? Yeah, it will. Will he be elite? Gotcha. Maybe not. I think Kalijah Cansey is a defensive tackle from Pitt. Keep Pitt, an eye on. Yeah. And Lucas Van Ness, a defensive end from Iowa to keep an eye on. So there's other guys other than Anderson Jr. and, and Carter at those two positions. Like I said, Kalijah Cansey at Pitt is a guy that I think is going to rocket up the board yeah, when I people look at that I tape. I saw him a couple times. I got to do Since you gave a shot at me about Florida, I'm going to say how many times are we going to see that video of Jalen Carter holding up Jaden Daniels oh, in his arm with the Wait a minute. We beat y'all this year. We yeah, beat y'all and you had to wear a right. tiger anyway, mask on the show. I did. Okay. okay. You know what? All I right, shouldn't have gone there. It. So Mel, Mark love you. Mel at the top of the hour with the special Mel Kuyper mock draft. Don't miss it. It's on ESPN2 at 5 Eastern. Thanks, Mel. We can't wait to do a whole lot more. Yes. Now you're the man, bro. You. Thank you. Getting ready for the Always draft. Fun, guys. Take care. <laughs> man. man, I walked right into that. All right. Some huge stories to get to here as Adam Schefter jumps in with us. Adam, let's start in Kansas City. What did we learn about Patrick Mahomes as he fights that high ankle sprain? Well, Laura, how about this? The Chiefs are listing Patrick Mahomes 
as a full participant yeah. in practice today. Not limited, not no practice, full participation for Patrick Mahomes despite the fact that he's nursing that high ankle sprain. So he is on track to be able to play in Sunday's AFC Championship game. We'll see how limited he is or isn't, but a full participant today is an outstanding sign for the Chiefs starting quarterback. Not as good as news for the San Francisco 49ers. No practice today for Christian McCaffrey, who has a calf injury, Elijah Mitchell, who's got a groin injury, and Debo Samuel, who's got an ankle injury. Now, again, Debo said he's going to play this weekend. We'll wait to see on McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, but the 49ers have some injury questions going into the weekend. And the 49ers defensive lineman, Charles Amenahu, who faces a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. The NFL said today it is tracking the situation. The 49ers said they are allowing the legal process to play itself out. But if he's healthy right now, the 49ers say that he is going to be able to play this Sunday, we'll see how that situation shakes out, Laura. All right, as you said, Adam, we'll keep an eye on that. And once again, as Adam telling us, Patrick Mahomes, a full participant at practice dealing with the high ankle sprain. Up next, we head to the trenches. Dan and Marcus talk about the best battles we'll oh, see on Championship Sunday. Stay tuned for this. This is where the game all comes down to, okay? Anyway, that's where it comes down anyway. Anywho. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Let's hit the trenches with the boys over there, hey, O-line, hey, hey, D-line. Hey, hey, hey. Into my soul, I wanted to be an offensive lineman when I was a kid. You know, I wanted to be tough. I wanted like to that. eat like the offensive lineman. I didn't. The matchup. Oh, we got him. Take it right down. Oh my this goodness. is a matchup of heavyweights. I'm in the trenches with wolves and the lions and snakes, but I promise I'll always prepare. Dan only won right 40, but he'll block your face off. Did you just say Dan's only 140? How can, like, in the same segment, me say I eat like an offensive lineman I want to, and then you say I'm 140? You, you 145 now, though. You eat beef tacos? You get, you're getting big. Nah. What Chicken kind of, and shrimp. Chicken, my guy. Yep, yep. Hard shell, soft shell? 
Both. All right, five and four. No, we usually do five. We're doing four of the most important oh, offensive line, guys. defensive line matches. They mad at us. All right, let's, let's start at the fourth one. Jackson, Carmen yes, sir. versus Frank Clark. He stepped in and played good football for them. Carmen played very well. This is the this is the one thing that was so impressive about Cincinnati. We talk about Joe and all of these weapons, the run game. Frank, Frank Clark is going to have to set the edge. Joe Mixon and uh, Samaj P. Ryan, very physical backs. Yeah. And then when Frank Clark opportunity comes to pressure the he's quarterback, gotta home, right? he's got to win. We'll see if Cincinnati kind of lets those offensive linemen fire yeah. off the ball. Like they did that Frank time. has a pressure in the last 10 games, though, so that's a good sign. Good Trent start. Williams, the, the ballerina 350-pounder versus Josh Sweat is a pretty darn good pass. What pressure. a phenomenal matchup. Josh Sweat is a little bit different than Michael Parsons because of length. Okay. Josh is a little bit longer. Not yeah. saying he's a better player, yeah. but it's more difficult for offensive linemen on what, the outside to deal with What is the length with against Trent Williams? The arms. you got to keep Trent Williams from grabbing you because okay. once he grabs you, the rush is over. Okay. And he has great feet as well, as we saw some clips from that game. Sweat does a phenomenal job, too, of playing off of Fletcher Cox yeah. and using his interior guy yeah. to kind of get used leverage of the body on the interior to take over his rush as well. Man, let's go with DJ Reader Ooh, versus Joe Tooney. Buddy. I think this is a big-time matchup. This, this is the most important matchup. Why, Dan? Because Patrick Mahomes has high ankle sprain. That's and fair. we know Kansas Content. City is going yeah. to want to run the football. DJ Reader has been the best D-tackle against the run. Every time we see him in primetime action, he's a phenomenal player. This will be a matchup at the end of the game where we say the one that won this may be the team that won this Best game. right tackle in football, Lane Johnson yes, versus the guy who leads the NFL I mean, sacks. come on, man. Yeah. Very rarely. Right. Look, we're talking about Bosa, first of all. Right. It's probably going to be the defensive player of the year. Lane Johnson got a little bit of something going on with his, with his injury and low extremities. But when you look at this matchup, and you think about just the star power of these two guys going after Stunt. each other. One, we talked about the scheme. Yeah. It's difficult for any defender. But when we, when you show those back blocks and his ability, Nick Bosa's ability to engage, disengage, and find the football is going to be paramount I, in this game. I also game. put him, well, can you do this? Who's got bigger biceps? Yeah. Let me feel. Well, my biceps. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. I have bigger <laughs> biceps than You work out every day, too. You. Every day? The Lord bless you. I don't Best think I he's get. doing a lot of. Dan's not doing a lot of buys and tries, though. All right, let's get to Aaron Rodgers, guys. Here we are. Another offseason, another conversation around Aaron Rodgers' future is coming our way this offseason. Could he actually be on the move this time? Did he walk off the field for the final time in Green Bay? Well, here's what Rodgers himself said about his plans. There's been uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun dreaming about retiring as a Packer because there's something really special about that. But if the competitive hole is, is uh, still needs to be satiated and and it, it's time to move on, then I, you know I hope everybody would uh, would look at that with uh, a lot of gratitude and not any uh, resentment. Or even on the flip side, you know, yeah, let's get rid of this old guy. Like it's you know it's time to time to move on. I hope there's some gratitude on on both sides if that happens. On the Pat McAfee show, there of course, Adam. <laughs> what are the options for Rodgers this offseason? Well, listen, Laura, right now he's due $110 million in guaranteed money. So it's hard to imagine over the next two years that he's going to walk away now and turn his back on that money. $60 million guaranteed in 2023. So, again, he's done very well during the course of his career, deservedly so, but it's hard to imagine that somebody is going to turn his back on that money. So if that's the case, and he obviously does not retire, then either he's back in Green Bay or he's traded elsewhere. It's one or the other. And we'll see how that shakes out here going forward. But again, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big say whether he wants to play in Green Bay 
or whether he wants to move on and he will have those discussions with the Packers organization. But as we said over the weekend, and as we still believe right now, there is the real possibility, and he certainly didn't dismiss it there with his words on Pat McAfee, that he could wind up being traded this offseason. So we'll see how this all evolves. Uh, he does not have a no trade clause, by the way, but as Adam just talked about their key, he would have a big say in what was happening. What do you think? Yeah, first of all, Adam's correct. He's not walking away for $100 million. I don't give a damn if it's in Green Bay or on the moon. He's not doing <laughs> it. Now, when you talk about where could he go, I wouldn't trade him in the NFC conference at all just because I, I don't believe in that. He has too much football, great football left in him. Ship him to the AFC. There's two teams that come to mind. One comes to mind in the Miami Dolphins, but I don't think they have the draft capital because they had to surrender some of that to the NFL with their little shenanigans that went on with Tom Brady. But here, the New York Jets got some capital. I know, following Brett Favre again. So what? That's, in, that's so long ago. Great defense, young offensive players. They got to find the offensive coordinator. He probably could have some input in. And then the caveat to all of this, Tom Brady can go to Miami, <laughs> replace Tua, Nah. They don't have to give up nah. any draft capital, right, Adam? Wow. And now all of a sudden, you look up, and Tom Brady is in Aaron Rodgers' way again. How would that yeah, work I, out? I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see Tom Brady in Miami this offseason. I know there was that speculation and possibility last offseason. I don't think that that's going to repeat itself. I think Miami right now feels pretty comfortable with Tua. But, Kate, we've got questions about Tom Brady's future. We've got questions about... Aaron Rodgers' future. We've got questions about Lamar Jackson, despite the fact that Baltimore <laughs> said it wants him back. We've got Derek Carr questions, Jimmy Garoppolo questions. The quarterback carousel is getting warmed up and getting ready to spin wildly this offseason. And we waiting on your answer. And we will be spinning Shit, right dude. along with it. As soon as <laughs> we, you know, as soon as we go off the air, Adam will break something. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. All right, but there's still is football to be played before we hit that offseason. Brock Purdy 7-0 is the starting quarterback of the 49ers, but faces his biggest test yet this weekend. Dan weighs in on how the Eagles can put pressure on the young rookie. NFL Live returns in just a moment. What do you know about that pressure? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Let's get back to the NFC Championship game coming your way in just I'll a few days. Oh, I'm wow. going. Cool, Dan. Hey, I'm going. Well, you're going to get to see Brock Purdy live and Let's in go. color, all right? So he's been great, throwing zero interceptions this postseason. And now a spot in the Super Bowl is on the line against the Eagles. We've seen Purdy do many things uncommon for rookies this year. We've rarely seen him down big in games, so this is important. Since taking over as a starter in Week 14, Purdy has thrown just four pass attempts. Big number four, when trailing by two scores. That's something the Eagles have done often this season, recording the most offensive and defensive plays with a two-score lead. So, Four folks, I'm tipping. Jeez. Uh, Key, if the Eagles do jump hey, out early, you how do you expect Purdy to handle it? 
you know, it'll be interesting to see because, like you said, Laura, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen him come from behind. I mean, obviously, nine points to me, That's even though it's two scores, I'm talking that 13, 14-point lead because he could get boat raced in early beginnings. And I know we all think, okay, they're not going to allow that to happen because their defense is strong. But guess what? Philadelphia's offense is potent. And we've mm. seen them score like a scoring machine, quick, fast, and a hurry. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when him and Kyle Shanahan, if for some reason they go down by double digits. That's me? It's me now? It's your turn. Okay. I'm looking at this secondary, and Keith makes a great point about being down and, and this offense putting pressure on Brock Purdy. I'm going to go to the other side. Late in that Dallas game, first of all, Dallas did a good job against the run against San Francisco mm -hmm. in the Big first time. half of that football game but never offensively put them in a way where it had to be in Brock Purdy's hands. And I'm not going to really focus on Brock Purdy having to win this game for San Francisco. I'm going to focus on if he does, what he has to go against. And one guy that I want everybody to pay attention to is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah. Being back in this defense. Changing him. See that play that George Kittle made on that improvised? No, yeah, 23 like that. will be around that, right? He'll hunt. He, he'll, he'll hunt. He's that type of player. But I think this trade that Howie Roseman made in the middle of the season, getting him over from the New Orleans Saints really changed this defense because you feel comfortable right. playing man with Slay and Bradbury, knowing that you have a guy like a robber or a rover in the middle of the field. He is a he is a non traditional middle of the field safety because he played cornerback in college right. at Florida and he can play the nickel and he plays the nickel. Well, I think when this if this game has to be in Brock Purdy's hands, these windows will be tighter and it will be people closer to those matchups that he's been able to exploit. So Philly play, usually starts games so well and, and jumps out to a lead. I don't get concerned about Brock Purdy if that happens, nor about Kyle Shanahan and do they have the people right. to make some form of a comeback. My biggest concern is this is not a drop back protecting offensive line in San Francisco. Said that through the whole year. Really quickly, he's got to move the pocket because the stunt. And I would say this, Marcus, like if Philly gets a lead, let those defensive linemen hunt, but do not get soft. Don't get soft. Coverage. Don't get Continue soft. Continue to yep. play that tight man like Dallas did. Yep. Watch how quickly this pocket just condenses and or collapses on Brock Purdy. This is not who San Francisco's offensive line is. They are One, that two, offensive three, four, line five, with six, the seven, eight, by the defense that get the ball to the perimeter, get it out, run the football, the play action stuff, the horizontal displacement. So if you're Philly, I would challenge you if the lead happens, don't think you're going to get into your two-shell defense. Continue to play tight man. Yep. Now, I don't know how you cover McCaffrey and Kittle in those situations because Gardner-Johnson's taken one of them. One of them, yeah. But I agree, you got to let that defensive line hunt. But I don't have concerns about Purdy being able to do it. Yep. A reminder, Adam told us early, McCaffrey as well as Devo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, they were all out of practice today, but doesn't seem to be super serious. Time for one more thing before we go. Check this out. Micah Parsons on Twitter said, besides Mahomes, every team in the final four, their quarterbacks on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Mmm, interesting take. Okay, hours later, he would clarify that he wasn't talking about Dak, but he, was he talking about Dak? Man, you know, <laughs> it sounds like it. I don't want to be the germ spreader, but it sounds like he's talking about Dak, but I've never heard Dak complain. Not one time, look at Swaku. Not one time that he didn't have talent around him. I've never heard him complain about it, but sometimes, you know, your teammates start looking at you sideways when every single time you're not delivering.
Uh, I, I mean, come on, so I'm trying to, you Key, know, I'm trying to work with him. Key, I'm with you. I, I just, I mean, I'm the drama, bro. Like, look, look, Micah had to come out and clarify because you, your quarterback just played the, had the worst performance potentially of his career in the biggest moment. And you make a statement about the four quarterbacks that's in the playoffs. Yeah. What the hell you think everybody going to send you away? Man, what your you shoes are think? clean. Have you ever worn those outside? Laura, I was just about to say, I was just about to say, you better be glad your shoes are clean, man. Hey, put man. How clean Dan, put your shoes up. Let me see how your the shoes look. The bottom of my shoes clean for My, my shoes my, are dirtier than both of y'all. Man, my wife bought me these. <laughs> Them shoes fly. Can't hide that money, man. Can't hide that money.